and welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. It is time for Cindy's Corner. So welcome back to the podcast, Cindy. Thank you for having me again, Adam. It's been a couple months, a couple of months since we last chatted. Exactly. Yeah, we with the with the new year and these next gen podcasts coming out, there's been a bit of a break, but you're yeah. back. What do we have as our topic today? Oh, today I want to talk about being a teacher that your students will remember. Uh, a little cliche here, but then uh, something that I've been thinking about a lot recently. Okay, go ahead and get into it. Okay, so recently I was talking to some teachers about the different resources they have or don't have at their school, right? Oh, wait, it might, it may have been during one of our great seed talks, actually. So we were talking about uh, some schools having dedicated English classrooms. Obviously, some teachers don't. Some have more than plenty of time to prep for their lessons. Like I think some one teacher says she had she gets like an hour to prepare for her couple, you know, two lessons. Some teachers teaches four lessons back to back. They have 10 minutes and maybe five minutes in between, something like that. And uh, some of them do not even know which classroom they will be teaching until like uh, 15, 10, 15 minutes, sometimes right, right before the lesson begins. And uh, I've also, this is not during that same time, but I've also spoke with some teachers that have to change students or classes before they even really get to know each individual students or even their names. So as a grape seed coach, there is, you know, so much we can do uh, and the support we can provide is limited when it comes to such issues. Obviously, when it comes to using the tools right, uh, teacher motivation, setting your goals, you know, individual student support, etc., we can do our best. But when it comes to these classroom issues, uh, prep time issues, it's really difficult because then we, we do our best to talk about the necessity and importance of providing teachers with, you know, again, time, resources, support, etc., to succeed, uh, to have effective lessons for student and teachers' success, ultimately, uh, to the school managers. But again, more often than not, the schools are already really bending backwards and trying their best. That's all, that's all they can handle at the moment. And, and sometimes I feel like when we hear comments like, oh, the, the program isn't really working, I feel like saying, well, it's because you're not providing the bare minimum for it to succeed. And then I feel bad for the teachers there that will never get to experience, quote unquote, a real grape seed potential, or sometimes even a bit frustrated thinking, but you didn't do anything that will ensure success. So, so how would you know that this program isn't really working, right? Then uh, after the meeting, and watching some other classes recently, writing up some reports, I went back to what Grapesy really stands for, which is joy of learning. And uh, Grapesy is an excellent curriculum, but simply implementing Grapeseed at one school doesn't obviously guarantee effective or uh, successful English acquisition. So at the end of the day, the school is first and foremost, this and most importantly, the teacher's commitment are the main factors that would determine that. And we all know that when we work at a school, there are elements and factors out of our control. Uh, same thing with us. There may be values 
and issues that don't necessarily align with yours. You know, some schools never say no to their students. Some schools never allow students to hold a pencil, uh, et cetera. And I know how stressful that can sometimes be, especially if you were raised differently, you have different cultural backgrounds, but that's okay. And that's normal, especially uh, expatriate teachers out there face this more, I feel like. So many of these things are influenced by, again, uh, how we were raised, our family background, where we come from, and the so-called social norm. So, but one thing we can all agree on is uh, regarding of those differences, we all do appreciate it when we are appreciated, acknowledged, uh, when we feel like we are needed, when we're heard, or loved, or acknowledged. And when, when you ask me about a teacher, I remember the first one that comes to mind is Miss Ramona. Uh, I remember talking about her to multiple teachers and maybe even during our grade C talks. She was my kindergarten teacher too. And I have other teachers that I remember and I respect, but the first teacher that comes to mind is always her, Miss Ramona. And back then I thought I was her favorite student. I thought she was special to me because she really, really liked me somehow. Of course, thinking back now, I know that's not the case. Uh, she was, and I feel, I think uh, I never asked, but I'm pretty sure every student in that class felt the same way that I felt, that they felt uh, special. She was fair, but also she knew what each of us needed or liked. For example, she knew I loved animals, especially dogs. So she would have, you know, for arts and crafts, she would have prepared magazine cutouts for me and give it to me during the class or after class. So like, hey, Cindy, I prepared this for you. Uh, I got this for you. I saw I saw this on a magazine cover. I knew you liked dogs. So here it is. And I used to paste them in, into my craft book. I used to keep them under my pillow. She And she did that with other students too. Like I remember one student that loved the Great Wall of China. She would have cutouts from magazines and newspapers with different walls or, uh, you know, old stone buildings and then give that to him. And he would paste that onto his diary book, I remember. So at the end of the day, it's all about something other than when you, if you have a beautiful classroom or not. Awesome if you do, and, and not the end of the world if you don't. Again, some teachers get plenty of time to prepare for their lessons, which obviously is the best. Uh, that's what we recommend. And some teachers get a budget to buy and create props even. At, at the beginning of the school year, they, they will have opportunities to talk about it and get a budget to either make stuff or buy stuff at the dollar shop, et cetera. But some don't. Uh, they don't even have, they don't, some teachers don't even get to print, make printouts at school. So they will print at a convenience store or at their house and then they bring it in. And as coaches, we do our best to convey the importance, again, of prep time to the managers and to give, you know, uh, necessary resources. But it's never a quick fix. And again, some managers, some principals get it and some don't. But again, at the end of the day, that is not what matters most. Absolutely. I, I really like all the things that you've said there, Cindy, that's really really important to remind ourselves of because no, no teacher is really in a perfect situation, mm. right? Like yeah. ideally just thinking if I were in an ideal environment as a great C teacher, what would that be? It'd be like 
Okay, I'd have yes. unlimited budget to buy the things I would like and then also have a certain number of kids, like maybe let like 12, for example, yes, in a class. Perfect number, yes. And then an hour of prep time or a decent amount of prep time, time between classes, all those things. But you could never set your schedule perfectly, right? Like there's never yeah. going to be that situation. And even some of the, the best grapeseed teachers that we've had on in the past, they yeah. don't have anything near that. A lot of teachers no. may be teaching seven, eight classes a day. I know uh, Aaron in, uh, yes. in Tokyo, who's yes, on, he teachers. teaches so many classes all the time and he has some prep time, but it's it's still not enough if you're teaching that many classes a day, right? Yeah, so yeah. No, nobody's in an ideal situation, but whether you're in, in as close to an ideal situation or not, that can't really be a very good excuse for you to not do your best and help support mm -hmm. your students to the best that you're able. Of course, we talk about, okay, if you can decorate your classroom, that's nice. And if you can buy extra props, that's nice. But yeah. that isn't that isn't the core of really what helps your students understand and be able to use English. Yes. Maybe maybe yes. it's maybe it's an extra one percent or two percent, but at the very core of everything, the most whether you you have the prep time or not, I'd say 80%, 90% of the, the value you can bring as a teacher to your classroom, you can bring it in any environment. It's just about yes. your own attitude and your own thinking and your own preparation and your own level of caring that you have for and the pride that you have in the in the work that you do. Yes, absolutely. Like so how even, seriously you're taking this job, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So even if it's only even if at the max you can bring effectiveness in your situation, even if that's 80%, that's still a vast majority of what you need, right? Maybe you don't yeah. have the extra 2% from props and 2% from decorations and, and adding other things up like that. But at the end of the day, you can still bring your all and you can be one of those teachers that students remember. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And you just reminded me of a teacher who will listen to to the, I think she was teaching. This is Frankie, by the way. Uh, oh, I think friend she, of the show. Yeah, yeah, from the Frankie. I think she said she used to, as she's picking up her child from school or taking her shopping, she would be listening to the grape seed. Uh, you know, grape seed, I think back then it was still DVD. Should be uh, not. I mean, CDs. Should be listening to it to help because she was so busy. She was managing new teachers. She was helping the helping the principal uh, with other stuff. And Gracie was just a small fraction of her busy life. But then that's how much she cared. She really, really loved the kids she's with. Not loved. She loves them still. Uh, and <laughs> you know, she would, she, she's so dedicated in how they're feeling. And also a great thing about her was she also was concerned about how the other teachers were feeling about their students. And if there there's any struggles, she would get in and try to help. So yeah, for our teachers yeah. at, the, at the end of the day it's it it is a job right so yeah. but it, but it's not the same as i'm not going to specifically name some other jobs just because mm. i don't want to offend anybody or make anybody upset but there are other jobs where it's totally okay to show up at at your appointed time to start and your appointed yes. time to leave and then not worry about anything after that and it's not that big of a deal like if you're making something or or sending things out like in a shipping kind of sense 
Yeah. You don't need to take any extra time to really think about it as you leave your job for the day. But mm-hmm. we're not we're not dealing with things. We're dealing with children and their future in this job. Yes. Right. So yeah, bringing it's it's important even if you don't necessarily have all the resource at resources at your disposal. Don't obviously overburden and kill yourself to mm-hmm. try to do everything that you can, but keeping in the back of your mind that, okay, I'm what I'm doing and the effort that I'm bringing day after day, that is going to support my children, not just in the moment, but as they go into their future and it will open other doors of opportunity for them and they lead them to have better lives because of what I'm doing. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because uh, again, as you mentioned, it's it's being there for your kids. We're not, you just, you mentioned you were not dealing with things, we're dealing with children. And also I think it kind of, ex- if, unless you're, a, you're, you're the single English, well, there's no one teaching or having uh, English class on their own. So uh, I, I guess I can speak for everyone when, when I say there's, there's not a single teacher out there that works alone. You have your colleagues, you have your uh, fellow teachers that's teaching English with you. You have Japanese teachers or, you know, uh, Russian teachers or Mongolian teachers, Korean teachers, whatever teachers you're working with. Uh, you have teachers you're working with, whether they're, they're English teachers or not just being for their kids and showing kind of the same attitude or affection or care to your fellow teachers. I think that's a great role model for your students too, because that's another thing I remember uh, back then when I was in school too, if a, if there was a teacher that didn't get along with another teacher and they were kind of always talking about each other, I think I was like see, seven or eight, I remember. And you know, so being there for your students and just with the same energy being there for your other fellow teachers, I think that's going to really, I don't know exactly how, but I do have the confidence. I can say with confidence that that's going to show in your classroom, uh, the kindness you showed, uh, how you listen to each one of them, how you notice when they're feeling sad or feeling super happy, how you accepted them the way they were and made them feel special. Uh, so again, like as you said, Adam, all your kindness, empathy, and love would matter most. Yeah. Even just in a, a teaching sense, it leads to extra teaching opportunities. I remember when I was in my initial training period at Mason way back in the day that those classrooms, right? Some of them, they mm-hmm. would have a door directly from one classroom into the next classroom. Yeah. So sometimes during the, the grapeseed lesson, like as, as a bit of a joke and like a teaching, ex- a, a teaching opportunity, we would like one teacher could walk into the next class and ask a question to that teacher, even though they're kind of in the middle of teaching as well. And the kids could hear it and hear that exchange and hear like the, not just the language being used, obviously, but that there's this, this camaraderie, there's this companionship and the, and the, the feelings between teachers. And then it just makes class more interesting and fun. And, Having that yeah. kind of banter and relationship among teachers also it definitely trickles down to the students. Absolutely, absolutely. Sharing ideas. Uh, I think maybe we've talked about this in a, in a you know in different talks, but sharing ideas, supporting, having empathy. I think yeah, it would definitely show in your classroom and and kind of working as a team to help your students 
succeed, I think at, in the long run, it's helping yourself with your self-development and, you know, helping your fellow teachers and friends and colleagues and comrades, um, you know, succeed as well. Absolutely. I know it's, it, it's easier said than done, you know, but uh, yeah, just wanted to use this opportunity to remind encourage teachers. And I was talking with another teacher, I think it was last month when he was t- doing a great job. He, he keeps asking for coaching. And I'm, at this point, I'm not really sure, like, what do you want to exactly, I mean, what exactly are you looking for? Because you're, I'm not, I mean, there's no class that's going to be perfect. Because uh, again, we're dealing with children. And he was like, I'm not as good as my other teachers, you know, and, and, Ooh. And I was like, don't, you don't have to compare yourself with other teachers. I mean, it's easy to do that. And I feel like, oh, maybe English is not my mother tongue. And I've only taught here for three years, uh, whereas other teachers, seven to eight years. And I knew, and I don't know, like, don't, you know, just do what you can, your very best. And again, yes, it's a teaching techniques uh, that matters too. But like you said, the real important thing is your attitude. How serious are you taking this job? How much you know, empathy do you have? The... Yeah, that, that can go both ways, right? Like sometimes yeah. teachers might be comparing themselves to other teachers and they might, that might be an overall negative, right? Like it mm. might be, oh, I have to keep basically stressing over this and worrying about it. And basically that's just a negative influence on your own growth and development. But for some people that can also just be like a, this is what drives me. I want to like trying to be the best teacher at your school. Right. If you're trying to do it to help your students, like if you keep it student focused as like the actual goal, then that's a good thing. Like I remember I've learned just by even going around being a coach back in the day, I learned so many things about how to teach grapeseed effectively Mm from watching other teachers and mm-hmm. opening my eyes to ways of doing things. I think I've mentioned mm-hmm. this a couple of times on the podcast, not recently, yeah. way back in the day, but watching Savin teach was a, a huge eye opener for me just because right. his pace was a lot more slow and deliberate, but it was such a relaxing experience to watch his class and his kids right. were always willing to talk and and, Mm. and jump in and there was always that that kind of of course there was a flow to the the whole class but there was so many opportunities for discussion and Mm. pair work and all kinds of things that when I typically would suggest okay keep your tempo up keep your pace up yeah yeah there wasn't as many of those options so being able to see okay this teacher is able to be effective just as effective or even more effective in some situations by doing something completely different than what i thought grapeseed teaching was so there oh yeah yeah learning from other teachers like that can be a positive thing if you're if you keep it as like a motivator and not like oh i'm not good enough i'm not good enough right yes absolutely you just reminded me of another teacher not <laughs> Uh, not uh it's not working so i can say this not working anymore for grapeseed but he follow the listen plan to the T like exactly like almost looking at his watch every time <laughs> like, mm-hmm. hey chillax you know but he was so dedicated to following the listen plan and yes he was he wasn't very experienced with teaching so I don't blame him but at the same time it, he wasn't teaching just because he wanted to teach he was teaching because he needed a job mm-hmm. uh he came to Japan he needed a job so he teaching was an option so he joined it so 
there was a, there was a difference just because again using the discipline plans to the key are you having an effective class not really because the students were enjoying it they weren't motivated uh it was pretty bland and as you mentioned about seven just now uh with that this you know the the listen i'm not i'm not encouraging teachers not to use the listen plan that is not what i'm saying here but <laughs> the the idea behind it is what makes the listen plan come to life and the the objectives of grape seed come to life so it's nothing but a tool, but it's the teachers that makes it great, right? Well, I think to kind of help bring, kind of sum up what you're saying, but also bring mm. the discussion kind of back around is that it, it's very easy because Grapeseed is such a, a well-planned out curriculum. On one hand, everything's done for you, but on the other hand, it can feel like, especially if you're a mm. teacher, that there are so many things that I have to do like I have to do the grapeseed way. So when yeah. I'm doing poems, I have to point to the words. And when I'm, the lesson plan says I should do this poem in two minutes to two minutes and 30 seconds. There's always like all these things I have to worry yeah. about little by yeah. little. But at the end of the day, the reason all those policies and guidelines are there is to help bring about the greatest amount of student success possible. Yes. So even even as a teacher, if you're, stressing about all these different things that you have to follow keep yeah. in mind that they're the the goal is student success and even if you're in a situation where you don't get that prep time you don't get right. the budget you don't get all that other stuff at the end of the day if your goal is also focused on student success then you're going to have a much more successful time with grapeseed than you would if you were worried about just your your day-to-day -day struggles or the things that you don't have. Yeah. And I also, I want to point out that I think it's important. To, I'm kind of saying this to myself too, but it's important to reflect and sort out what changes you can make and what you can't and do our very best. Uh, I, I mentioned classrooms, props, budget for props, uh, prep time, et cetera, but uh, not to discourage anyone for trying to make changes at your school. If, if the changes for the good, I would say go for it, obviously, but also like you mentioned, Adam, don't stress over and lose sleep and get depressed over something that is out of your control, uh, but do what you can with what you have and uh, just remember what matters most and excellence come from us being available, again, being kind, being genuine and being loving to our students. Yeah, so, it's it, yeah. the the Grapeseed official podcast is turning into more of a general self-help podcast, but um <laughs> The just kind of keeping in mind this separating very clearly what you can control versus what you can control. Yeah. Maybe, maybe your school has so many students and they require that each of your classes has to have 25 students in it. Okay? Yeah. That's that's more than what we recommend schools to do. And we know that there's a lot of schools out there that do have over 20 kids in them. But if that's the policy at your school, you can't really change that. So being upset and frustrated every day that you yeah. have 25 kids in your class doesn't help. But on the other hand, for example, if you are teaching and you notice that you can never finish your lesson plan every day, that you always, you can't finish it or you go over time a little bit. Okay. That's something you can control. What can you do to improve your, your approach and your efficiency to be more successful in that yes. way? So, yeah. so take your, the energy that you have, we all have limited amounts of energy, right? And aim it towards fixing things that you can fix and not stressing or worrying about stuff that you can't. Yeah, absolutely. 
perfect to all the teachers out there great Easiest people i know yeah another great cindy's corner thank you so much for joining us again thank you for having me again adam if you have any thoughts or questions, concerns, uh, anything you want to talk about your own school, send those into mailcarrier at grapeseed.com. And as always, thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom. Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye. I'm sad to say goodbye. It was a good day. But now I will say goodbye, my friends, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.